0: podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community i'm olivia taylor
1: and i'm lucy sassel hey hiya you're right
0: yeah i'm fine thank you <laughs> we were just uh talking about horror movies yeah. snl bits we should just insert that little waffles now yeah right now all <sighs>
1: right ready
0: yes oh it's me isn't it it is
1: you oh. it you it me <laughs> My film, so I've been for that earlier.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait for It Me. That it was... Me to
1: come out, yeah. And I
0: just like want it to just like pop up and just be like, It, it me. me. Just like yeah. a, a really camp, yeah, like exactly. horror yes. movie monster. Yes,
1: here I am again, It yeah. Me. What am I like?
0: <laughs> come here to kill you.
1: <laughs> it Me. <laughs> we have to write that it has to be done
0: yeah i feel like that'd be like snl are really missing a trick with that. yes
1: it's because they don't they don't have it me it me is very british is it yeah no it's not no, it's i not. think it's just because the way we we're saying it then it's not at all but they are missing a trick with that yeah maybe maybe we'll come out with uh with this i hope not because it's tm tm
0: yeah it, me. maybe we can just um find like kate mckinnon on linkedin <laughs> and just message her and be like got a great idea for a sketch (laughs) a similar um lesser thing happened to me today Mm. because i updated my linkedin this week oh yeah and um to like my new job which is sort of more to do with like younger tv and someone messaged me immediately being like can i like let me know if you need any new commissions because i have the next I, I have i have an idea for the next pepper pig and i was like well
1: the next iteration
0: of pepper pig well i guess like, like the, the, the next, next the next success story right akin to Peppa pig. what is going to be
1: the next Peppa yeah. Pig? yeah wow um, amazing
0: so you know you know other people are doing it on the blog we can do it too is what i'm saying <laughs> okay and we're back in the room so lucy what have
1: you been living and longing for this week well, this week, uh, I feel like it's been quite. I feel like it's been quite a short time since we did the pod, but I think that's just because we're back to the pod routine. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I haven't done that much since,
0: and we've had a bank holiday. Yes,
1: yeah, so we had a bank holiday, and I had the Tuesday off as well to be like extra luxurious. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of just like it was really hot and i was at my parents house and they have this like gorgeous outdoor furniture so i just lay on that the whole time yeah you
0: did a lot of like being amongst flowers and hoojing oh them. yeah some, yeah
1: some i saw some stunning wildflower displays i'll have you know <laughs> on my time off and you wonder why we get
0: the reputation <laughs> of a posh mancunian duo
1: <laughs> with the monty don of podcasts <laughs> Yeah. um, Yes, it was a lovely time. Uh, But in that time, I've also been absolutely living for Lizzo's performance at the VMAs. Did you see it? Of course. I mean, of course you did. I did not watch it until literally this afternoon because I just like was like, oh, I need to watch that. But like, you know, I wanted to like give myself the right time to do it. So which I got home from work and like lay down my bed and then just like had a little watch of it and was like, and just felt so. Like, um, enriched. Oh, yeah. So enriched. And so, as as, yeah. as is always the case with Lizzo, just, you know, very empowered and mm. pleased. Yeah,
0: like, like Lizzo is like the yeast you needed for your dough.
1: <laughs> She's the truest sourdough starter <laughs> that there is. <laughs> yeah, so that is what I'm looking for. I thought it was amazing. Um, and I just want to watch it, like, on a loop. I know, that, like, ginormous inflatable bum. <sighs> was everything dead ass
0: yeah was everywhere and yeah, have you seen so have you seen the um the picture of it like being deflated no <laughs> it's i imagine that's a meme look her up
1: <laughs> what's your favorite taylor swift song if you had to pick well, actually, interestingly, at work, like, yesterday, we were doing um, our, like, workflow, which is where we go through, like, what everyone's working on, and the computers, like, completely crashed, so we couldn't do anything, we are all just sat around, yeah. and for some reason, Taylor Swift came up, and then Angela just started playing all Taylor Swift songs to our, our, the other partner, Brian, who was like, I don't know any Taylor Swift songs, to be like, do you know this one, do you know this one, and she was going through all these absolute bangers, and I was like, oh, oh, I forgot about that, oh, I forgot about that, oh my God, second and I was, like, singing a lot, like, pretending to have a microphone with a ruler, yes. and everyone was like, oh my God, Lucy, what are you doing, I was like, this is why we should go to karaoke. And they were all like, no. And I was like, Woo. Why won't they go to karaoke? Me and Brian really want to do karaoke, but nobody else does because they're all like shy. You're not an office if you don't go and do karaoke. Me, well, we're, that we're not really an office, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, I think my favorite is, oh God, I don't know. Because there's ones I like for different reasons, but potentially, and I just listened to it again today being like, oh yeah, remember how good that is. I love Out of the Woods. Out of the Woods is my favourite. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Oh my god, of course. Yeah. I've mind? Yeah. Out of the <laughs> what woods. What else? Is mine. Um but that's yours. Oh my god, amazing. As if we chose the same one. My second
0: favourite is probably style.
1: Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, yeah. hello. Yeah. Because I think that 1989 is like a perfect album. Yeah. And therefore that's it's gonna be from there. Absolutely. Um but out of the woods is my absolute favourite. And it's did you so see when good. she did that
0: live? That live concert where it was like just her and the piano, yes, and she did out of the woods to that on the piano, and it was like unreal. Yeah, I'll go watch that later
1: when I go. Yeah, crying, and and,
0: and just the bit, and the bit where it changes into the remember. That's the best bit. I was about to say say, the breakdown. The breakdown is just it's like it's like a separate (laughs) song. It's (laughs) so good. The little room. Yeah, so good, so good. Oh my god, yes. So we um, love you, Taylor. That's probably my favorite. And then on on the subject of Taylor and the VMAs, two for two, two for Tuesday. <laughs> um <coughs> taylor swift actually spoke at the mtv video music awards on monday well last monday by the time this goes out to call for the passage of an lgbt plus non-discrimination law um and she as we already know attached a petition in support of the equality act to the you need to calm down video And she says, you voting for this video means that we want a world where we're all treated equally under the law, regardless of who we love, regardless of how we identify. And the call out prompted a response from the Trump administration. Boring. Confirming (laughs) its opposition to the bill. So uh, they said the Trump administration absolutely opposes discrimination of any kind and supports the equal treatment of all. However, <laughs> the House passed bill in its current form is filled with poison pills that threaten to oh undermine parental and conscious rights. Oh,
1: fucking hell we really um agree with equality but not in any way in form in how we can enact it yeah and like (laughs) and actually have the power to who
0: in any professional capacity would say poison pill yeah well good question olivia
1: good fucking question it's just it's insane
0: anyway um that's what she did i know that you know taylor swift is a bit of a triggering character for a lot of people for different reasons i do understand that but um it's good that she is now using her platform is it a bit too late yeah maybe in some ways but is it ever too late well hopefully not so that's kind of well put that's kind of where that is i mean the real mvp of um the music awards was definitely halsey's roots (laughs) do you not think
1: did you also see Lil Nas X yes (laughs) his performance was so funny because he just like is not a dancer so it was just like really funny and like hilarious and like really Tron like but my favorite bit was when he did the thing to like accept the award and he did you see he like had like some notes and he like unrivaled the thing and it went all the way down like like he'd written a huge long thing it was Uh, so funny really comical and I just love him the most he is the best music yeah he is So that's our recap of the VMAs. (laughs) (laughs) And what are you longing
0: for this week?
1: What I'm longing for um, is uh, Margaret Atwood's The Testaments, which comes out on the 10th of September, which is, will be... Within the week of when this pod comes out, uh, which is the follow up to *Handmaid's Tale*. Yeah, and like that's come around so quick. Yeah, uh, and it's advertised to me on Instagram literally like every third yeah. post is about that. Well, I like sort of like knew it's happening. Whatever, blah, blah blah. And then all of a sudden, I was like, when is that?" And my boss actually mentioned it today because he's recently read *The Handmaid's Tale* because I told him to. Okay. And then he was like, "Lucy, that book comes out soon. Are you excited?" And I was like, <laughs> "What?" And the god, I am. What did he think of the book? He loved it. He thought it was really good, very compelling, and very interesting. So like that, and he keeps like calling himself. Which is a bit wrong, but he's calling himself off Jill, off Jillian, which is his wife's name. Okay, <laughs> it's very funny, <laughs> but, but I do appreciate it, the humor. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, so that's coming out uh on the tenth, and I'm very excited to read it, see where it goes, and see what happens. Definitely, did I
0: tell you um, when I was in Canada, I went to her stomping ground? Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, when I went to meet our uni friend Roxanne, oh yeah, um, we went out in the annex, which okay. is like where I basically want to live if mm. I move there, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like really cool and a little bit like unkempt and like it's like really sort of like dark tree lined streets and it's mm. all very like. Luscious but a bit moody. Oh ooh. yeah. Sounds
1: good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's
0: good. And there's like some good restaurants there as well, which is nice. nice. So um yeah, and that's apparently where she I don't know whether she still lives there, but it's where she lived and it's where she's like wrote all of her books. Oh, okay, and cool. so um I don't know if she's still there. I guess she is. Nice. But um yeah, a little
1: fun of fact. Oh my god, I'd love her. to go to her stomach round. I'm a huge Margaret Atwood fan. Love lots and lots of her books, so keep writing them, Margaret. Margs? And what are you living a for this week, Liv?
0: I am longing for going to Sheffield tomorrow oh yeah because I haven't been back to Sheffield in probably like 1,000 years. Oh my gosh, do you think so? No, I haven't been back in ages because i I hardly ever have a reason to really go yeah because not many of our friends live there no just a couple now anymore yeah. and like they come here more yeah. and it's just kind of like don't really get to go so mm-hmm. I'm just really looking forward to that because nice. I just feel it'll be like
1: a nice vibe yeah it'll be a nice time and I too I'm looking forward to that
0: and I am a living for now I have stayed true to my word we mentioned it on the podcast last week euphoria
1: euphoria
0: I'll love it till <laughs> the end of time
1: Laureen <laughs> knew when she wrote the song it was actually about the program. yes
0: and did I watch it yes did I watch it <laughs> In a night and then the last episode the next morning at like 7am. Yes as well.
1: Wow. Yeah. I did two like day slash Tuesdays and evenings I think. Maybe three actually. I started it, I think
0: it was like the day after we... It was after you left. So. Yeah, it
1: was after we recorded the last part. Yeah, so
0: we went out for Pride, and then the next day yeah. we recorded the pod, and then when you left is when I started to yeah, watch it. Yeah, perfect so like time. like, four o'clock or something, yeah. I started, and then watched it till, like, I don't know, eleven, and then, like, went to bed and then watched it again.
1: Oh, yeah, dreamy. Yeah. Okay, let, let's deep dive. What did you think? Well,
0: first off, my first impressions of it were, like, I can see how it would hook people in, and it, like, is good and things, but also... This is just like a bit like Skins and I can't really relate to it.
1: I felt exactly the same. At the beginning, I was like, first episode, I was sort of like, okay, yeah, it's kind of good. But like, is it really for me?
0: Yes. Yeah. I I was like, I can see that it is good. Yeah. But it's maybe just not good for this one here. Yeah. Like, I could probably watch it and get something out of it. But I'm not like instantly drawn to it and I can't instantly identify with it because I was just like oh you know like 16 year olds and their problems and like going to parties with red cups like I've watched a lot of things like yeah. that like how is it gonna be more than that how is it gonna be different but I think it sort of whether it's intentional or not sort of false force- forces you into a bit of a false sense of security where you think that you have got it covered yeah like you think you know what it's gonna be about you think you've got the characters down you think you've kind of got the plot devices and you think oh you know it's an HBO show it's all about kind of like excess and addiction and teenagers and it's very slick it's got this music it's you know that's what it is yeah but I feel like as it goes on there's so much more to it than what it seems initially. And when we get to know the characters a lot more and we get to see like the nuances in the storyline and in the characterizations of, of the different people and their relationships, it's, it's like so much more three-dimensional than what I think I initially was going to give Absolutely. it credit for. Absolutely. And,
1: and I do wonder, like, I thought the same thing, and I wonder if that's sort of perp- done on purpose, like, where, like, at the beginning you think, you see the surface of everything, and you think, oh, yeah, that's that's that person, that's that character, blah, blah, mm. blah. And then as it goes through, you're like, oh, right, everyone is so nuanced, and you contain multitudes, and there's so much going on, yeah, and, like, you- each person has their own story so intricately. You apply the
0: same rules To it as you would apply to any kind of like high school movie or series. Like, okay, that's the jock. Yeah, he's got some like toxic masculinity problems. Yeah, that's the pretty girl. Like, she's the really bitchy one who like bullies the other kids. Yeah. But you know what I really liked as well that I really noticed is like the groups are not in that sort of like American hierarchical sort of Lord of the Fli- Lord of the Flies high school structure of like yes. who belongs in what group. Yeah. So it's kind of like, so Maddie, for example, is friends with Kat and is friends with Jules and like characters that, you know, for various reasons in depictions of high school would have been ostracized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From so the like, popular group. Yeah, they kind
1: of have like the ideas of how, each people would be in their cliques and they would be sitting on certain tables in the yeah. canteen. But actually, in reality, they all know each other and care about each other. Yes. And that's, like, really nice to see. Yeah, it is and nice. And, like, refreshing compared to other high school stuff. Yeah. Which keeps those tables very separate.
0: And also, the, the, the girls in it, mm-hmm. they 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 do fall out but they don't um it never lasts no and they don't take each other down to no, kind of get yeah. revenge or to kind of um, be the queen bee no, or those yeah. kind of like tropes that you see in mean girls and in other like american pie and things like that it's like they fall out like i remember cat and maddie yeah fall out yeah. but then by the time that the prom comes around it's like they just look at each other and they're like we're better than that like yeah. it's
1: fine and we know that we love each other and care about each other yeah over anything
0: yeah yeah and also um Jules doesn't get any bad shit for being a trans girl yeah which is really good it's just sort of like mentioned but like it's just a thing yeah well she, she, well she doesn't get any bad shit for being a trans girl from the other from her peers yes yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah absolutely which I think you know in a sense it's like you want to show positive depictions but mm-hmm. you also don't want to be like oh yeah like it's all candy and roses for people who are in those situations in high school because like, like, often it isn't yeah but I think that they walk that line really successfully because yeah. they show you know more less about kind of like the external but more about what's going on in jules's mind and where she wants to be and where she sees her life going Mm -hmm. like the like the plot isn't really driven by other people's perceptions of jules yes like her character development is down to her completely it's like it's what she's thinking it's her experiences it's when she goes to new york it's her relationship with rue it's like it's she's very much in as much as she can be in the driver's seat of that it's not like her peers are tearing her apart
1: yeah which I think to
0: pick herself back up and stuff
1: from those bits it's all like her own
0: because it's still saying yeah it's not easy yeah but also we're giving young people the credit to say like we're not just depicting 16 year olds as just these like horrid animals naturally the real
1: animals in this are the adults yeah absolutely definitely um yeah without giving too much away there's some horrible manipulation by adults that, that occurs and how them, the way that adults can be can shape younger people.
0: Also, it's absolutely gay rights. Oh, it's such gay rights, isn't it?
1: Isn't it? So it's so gay rights. It's yeah. It's dead queer and like in the perfect way.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's, I just think it's so heartbreaking so this is um, a slight spoiler i guess well it is a quite a big spoiler so the, a real heartbreaking moment i felt was when like, it's an interaction between maddie and nate mm. and the big sort of plot line that runs through this uh nate's anger issues and the kind of um internalized trauma that he's had kind of from his dad and his family and as a result of that like having issues around sexuality yeah. and emotional expression and he's just in this rage they have a very sort of difficult volatile relationship yeah and she just says you know like you know she's 16 she's in a relationship with this guy like this is her world and she just turns to him and says look I don't care if you're gay like it's fine if you're gay sexuality is a spectrum And I was just like, and in that moment, you know that she really means it. Yeah. And I think it's really nice to kind of show that there is, there is hope and there are changing opinions and it's not this like, um, polarized binary high school experience. Yes. You know, maybe it is in some places, but also people have moved on in some areas and a lot of teenagers are a lot more kind of liberal than they ever were in terms of like their opinions and the way that they express themselves and how they self-identify. And I think for the first time, this is shown in a way that is just quite quiet and accepted rather than in any kind of like, twee way yeah like here
1: it is in your face these are the things that like we need to be accepting and stuff it's just is there it just is there and
0: like certain things just are accepted in a way that i've never seen depicted before or as successfully as in euphoria um and also you know mental health and addiction and it's like um zendaya's character rue is in a lot of ways like an abhorrent person like she does some really difficult things like she's the protagonist she's the narrator And in a lot of teen dramas or films, they're the one that you're kind of meant to like and meant to sort of root for. And you are rooting for her, but she does some really deplorable things. And, um, you know, sometimes she's not sorry, sometimes she is. And I think that they are kind of allowing that character to be, you know not this sort of perfect arc of like, we really like them,
1: they make some mistakes and then it's like, their big redemption. Yeah, there's not like that, that huge redemption arc, I was going to say. Yeah, like, it's it's far more nuanced than that and there's more to it, which... And I just think her performance is incredible and the way she plays, like, um Anxiety is, like, so perfect. Like, she does it incredibly well. And all of them are so good. Yeah. Like, there's not a weak link, really. But they do it in such... Uh...
0: They they all they all act so well, but in such a quiet way, like especially Zendaya's character. It's like yeah. she manages just through looks or certain movements or just like even like single words to kind of depict such a range of emotions with such intensity without kind of overacting it. Absolutely, yeah. Which I think is really really impressive. Also love Barbie Ferreras performance I've been following Barbie for absolutely years she models for ASOS and other places and she's just like such a hun of Instagram that I've always loved for ages and then she is the reason that I wanted to watch it because that's how I saw first that it was even a thing through her Instagram oh right and I also think that Kat's experience and story is really refreshing because again it's not turning its back on these issues that teens face. Like she's going through, her character goes through a lot of issues with her body and expression and all of that. And it doesn't just show this kind of like really boring, oh, some teenage boy calls her fat and she feels bad about it. Yeah, And she's like this, you know, gawky, geeky character that's kind of shunned to the side Mm. or as made as a sort of B plot. You know, it's like she's in it with the rest of them and she takes control like absolutely over over all of these things and it's about again about how she feels like things aren't projected onto her obviously things happen to her yeah but it's like you actually see young people as experiencing agency and like working things out for themselves yeah um which I thought was good but kind of fast forwarding i guess to the very end which will be the ultimate spoiler so yeah. don't listen, Do not listen um if you haven't watched it but i really really liked how it ended what did you think about how it ended
1: yeah i really liked the ending too it was um not at, like completely predictable it was sort of up in the air which way was it gonna go like was there gonna be the happy ending of so essentially spoiler alert like um Rue and Jules are like gonna run off to the city together, kind of thing. That's sort of the idea. But then when they get to the train station, Rue has like a complete um, overhaul and is like, "I can't do. It. I don't want to go. I want to go home and like I need to, you know, be with my family, etc." Um, and leaves Rue. Uh, uh, sorry, and leaves Jules and goes home. Um, and I think as you're sort of watching it, you 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 don't know if which way she's gonna go because there's this whole thing about you know is she gonna be able to. Overcome like all her issues to then just like, you know, be the person who does say, yeah, I'm gonna go and do this thing, and like that's what she that's who she wants to sort of be or who she thinks Jules wants, mm. um, and so she does say it. She says like, let's go run away to the sea, mm-hmm. etc. But then she sort of is like more true to herself in the end, which I liked. I didn't like that she like just went along with it. That would well if she had gone along with it. And I think as well, been- it's like
0: a really um, a really mature decision for her and a difficult one for her to make because yeah. it would have been so easy to just kind of like follow that initial instinct and to you know and also for the audience it's like we're sort of set up to see these two of kind of overcoming so many obstacles and it's like you're sort of made to feel like you want them both to get on that train yeah and you know be in love and ride off into the sunset yeah. together for loads of reasons yeah and also because you know we love some queer romance going Mm, well and mm. no one dying um which is always nice (laughs) but I do think this is kind of bigger than that in that Zendaya's character Rue for the first time in that moment not only does she you know choose her mum and choose her sister who she sort of disregarded a lot in the past but like she ultimately chooses herself yes exactly and that's like the hardest thing to do yeah a at 16 a at basically any time in your life if you like you've had some feelings about things <laughs> and see you know just as
1: when when, anyone... when faced with something that you think you really want yeah or wanted, exactly yeah.
0: just as anyone who's like you know been in love for the first yeah. time or had all these intense feelings you feel like you have to kind of like see this thing through or how can you live in any other way and you know this is like the sensible option this is the long-term option but that's not really what you think about when you're 16 yeah and you're an addict and you've you know had all this other stuff going on and I think it's like such a moment of hope for her that she's able to do that but I also think that you know it's maybe right for Jules to be on the train
1: oh yeah definitely I and I guess um it's just made me think like when you know talking about each of these characters and stuff that like the running theme for all of them particularly like the female characters is that they are doing everything that's right for themselves they always choose themselves in yeah, the end yeah There's, it's it's never that they choose what somebody else wants for them or what somebody else is like saying they should do etc if I think about like each of the the female characters it's always this is what I have to do for me yeah I absolutely and that's really great I love um
0: on that point the couple of scenes with Cassie and maddie where they're at the the carnival and they both take molly yes and then they just decide that they're just gonna like go rogue (laughs) and tell everybody exactly what they think and like behave in ways that you know are not expected of 16 year old girls who are supposed to be you know compliant or desirable or behave and it's like you know um maddie's going out with nate he's from a very conservative family she knows that she's looked down on yeah and you know she doesn't just put up with it no she says what she thinks and she confronts them and yeah she may be on molly to do that but she did it and it you know it shows them in their own way supporting each other in that and they're not by each other's sides the whole time but they're there for each other sort of when it when it counts to allow themselves to go off and Fulfill whatever destiny it is that they need to fulfill in that moment. So yeah. uh, I really liked how um, women, especially, were portrayed. Absolutely.
1: In Absolutely, definitely. And just on the topic of that carnival episode, I thought that episode was like stunning. Yeah. It was all like, I love like episodes of things in TV that like take place just in one like evening or whatever. Yeah, it's like a standalone it, Yeah, thing. standalone thing. It is like, just each character over that course of that evening you're following each of them and it's just because of like the madness of the carnival as well as like a sort of place to set it and yeah. setting and all the noise and the, the sounds and the and the the noise and the sounds the noise and the sounds yeah and the visuals and everything like it just was such a good episode of television i was like oh my god i love this so much i paused it like part way through because i needed to like get a drink or something i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like so pleased about it <laughs> i was like god big nerd <laughs> but i loved it loads yes euphoria 10 out of 10 Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> would recommend. Definitely would recommend. <laughs> um yeah, they've got to do another series. It's already deffer. been
1: commissioned for another. Has it? Yeah, I was reading about it just this evening, how it's already been said they're gonna make another, so that'll be really interesting. Well, well See not, where it picks up. They're not daft, are they? They're not.
0: So the music on Euphoria was really really good Yeah, the
1: soundtrack is really good the
0: Labyrinth and Zendaya track that's like the soundtrack yes so good really good and the sort of chimey bits at the beginning are like so now like instantly recognisable to me I feel like I'd only have to hear the ba ba and i just know and you're like
1: oh yeah Yeah. oh it's on yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, but what is your track of the week this week so my track of the week comes from um, the new album from a band called Pale Hound have you ever heard of Pale Hound of course I haven't heard of Pale Hound (laughs) For God's you sake. might
0: have <laughs> You always know All the new music And I don't know How you find it <laughs> I told you I told you my secrets <laughs> um, Do you know what I think it'd be like Really romantic of you Off of Podcast Girlfriends Yeah Is to make me a playlist Like a
1: mixtape yes. it. We literally have A playlist Together Yeah we do <laughs>
0: But it, that's, that's Music that I know I would like you to No but I
1: mean We have a playlist Of the songs every week That we talk about Yeah but I want one special For me Okay fine Right well let's Come on
0: and then it'll look be, in your stocking on Christmas it'll Day then it be then it can be my can track of the week yeah and then my like track of the week will be done for like the next six months I'll be like have you ever heard of like
1: and I'll be like yes of
0: course I have have you ever heard of like pallid moose? and you'll be like yes <laughs>
1: pallid moose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did I or did I not look at my Canada Cup to come up with that band <laughs> reference who knows
1: yes but it's also uh, <laughs> yeah well it's perfect it's perfect um, I didn't choose the beaver <laughs> He didn't actually. No. But I feel like Moose is a a better band name.
0: Yeah, when Moose. you when you get off at like the main station of like in Toronto, yeah, Un- Union, um, you come out and like walk down a little bit, and there's this pub, <laughs> and it's called, and it like made me laugh loads because I was like, in England, the pubs are called like the Waltzing Weasel, the Dog and Partridge, the Hare and Hounds, and yeah. um, the first pub <laughs> that I saw in Canada was called the Loose Moose. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my god I was just like that is like so I love to
1: be a loose moose that is
0: so apropos of like <laughs> yeah. everything yeah that's
1: so good the loose moose <laughs> oh my god can't wait till uh, we move to Canada then we just go to the loose moose every every one second oh my god yeah you can be a resident <laughs> DJ in the loose yeah. moose yeah loose moose Elsie in the LM
0: <laughs> <coughs> don't die hon
1: woo we've got so much to live I for I know I've got to get to the loose moose <laughs> <laughs> about loose moose Right. So yes, new album from Pale Hound. <laughs> from Pallid Moose. From Pallid Moose, yes. the well-known artiste. Um, anyway, Pale Hound, very nice. <laughs> Just thinking about Loose Moose <laughs> So this new album from Pale Hound is called Black Friday. Um, And the lead singer of uh, Pale Hound has like, it's mainly like... um, He's like, Argos Curry, 40% off. (laughs) 70-inch LED. (laughs) Blu-ray compatible. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, And it's just a great song. So anyway, I've been listening to this Pale Hound album. The Secret in is like a really great voice and there's loads of good tracks on this new album. There's what um it's all about sort of like anxiety bits, not feeling like worthy of like new love and like trying to accept new love and stuff like that. It's very good. Very Why do good you like album. that song, Lucy? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, just to go back to Euphoria quickly before I forget, can we take a moment to discuss the Louis and Harry cartoon fanfic?
1: <gasps> oh my god! I lost my mind. Like,
0: it took everything in my body. I to, forgot about that! Yeah, it took everything in my body to not text you because I wanted to save it for now. So I'm really glad I remembered oh, to mention it.
1: My god.
0: <laughs> my lord.
1: Oh my lord, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna say I'm I'm not somebody who themselves has written some One Direction fanfic, but no. that's all I'll say. No, you And not. maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Yeah. But hers was amazing. And I was so pleased about it. Hers was amazing, so are other people's. <laughs> some of the ones you've chanced upon. Yes. In your time. Yes, no, I love that so much. It made me really, really happy. So, so happy. my track of the week is actually where do broken hearts go yeah. by One Direction?
0: <laughs> also, if you would like Lucy's fanfic, you can buy it from our website. Oh my God, a
1: million pounds. It
0: is eight million pounds. Yes,
1: that is the <laughs> only way anyone's ever fucking reading that.
0: But also, it's worth it.
1: <laughs> I will maybe go to jail. <laughs> so, eight million. That's the asking price. Okay. And for that, I will go to jail. <laughs> you won't go to jail, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, good point. Thank you for remembering that. Yes uh anyway so my track of the week (laughs) is a song called worthy which is off the new pale hound album and it is really great just about like uh like i said a bit before before you trolled me about like (laughs) whether or not you feel that you are like worthy of a a new love etc and not feeling like that right about yourself and stuff like that it's really good yeah Um, and also on the album uh the lead singer in the band um ellen kempner she writes about um Her partner um, decides to transition and she writes this really lovely song called Aaron about it and like it's just really great and she has an amazing voice and it's just a really nice like quite relaxed album. Good to put on like for a long drive or like just a relaxy time and I just would really recommend. So that is my track of the week now that I've got through it. (laughs) What is yours? I'm going to interrupt you every one second.
0: So my track of the week is kind of about, it's about love but it's kind of about difficult love basically And it is a track that also features on Big Little Lies, because I've been watching that.
1: Oh my gosh, me this too. week.
0: What an amazing series about nothing.
1: Oh, the-
0: <laughs> it's truly the best series ever about nothing. Nothing happens, <laughs> yet I am so compelled. And everybody that I've spoken to who watches it <laughs> is like, yeah, what is the plot? There isn't one. Are we obsessed with it?
1: Yes. Completely. It's completely it's, yes, because it's just depicts really well the nothingness of of life and like making things out of nothing that like aren't really things yeah i yeah. mean there are some there things, things. no really and i've watched the second se- season just this week and i'm not going to say anything about it because like it's i've but, heard it's not as good it's not as it's not as good i still think it's really good do you okay. um, and it's really still compelling it's got way more sort of plot to it i would okay. say um because of uh sort of what happens at the end of series one which i'm not gonna obviously Ew. say it. so yeah, i've got an yeah. episode and a half left oh hun prepare yourself that last episode is really good do you find out who d- oh no don't tell me i'm not gonna say anything so but yeah so the second season has a, l- a bit more plot to it i still really enjoyed it i just really like the characters i also think that like and then the second season meryl streep's in it and she is astoundingly good. Is like, she? Yeah, she, she just plays this character why, so well. Why did I even so say well. that? Obviously she. Obviously said. she is, but like she plays this character perfectly that she plays. And I also think like, and I was thinking about it um, while I was watching it, that like... Um, I've been like sitting on the back burner of Nicole Kidman being a good actress and I was like, I think Nicole Kidman's a really good actress. Yeah. And I've seen her a couple things recently. I also watched recently Top of the Lake, which she's in as well. Yes. And she was so good in that as yeah. well. I was like, Nicole Kidman is fucking great. Well, everyone has been like, oh, I, I hated Nicole Kidman in
0: everything apart from this.
1: Yeah, but maybe, maybe that is the thing. But I think she just is good. Or maybe she's just really coming into her own now, like in the most recent things I've seen her in. She's maybe. been very good. But also everyone's talking
0: about Nicole Kidman, but I just think the real MVP is Reese.
1: Yes, Reese is amazing. Obviously, Uh, she, uh, yeah, and she, her character is so like, essentially, really annoying.
0: Yeah, Um, I I feel like if I had money, I'd be like Reese, probably. Well, (laughs) you've said it. (laughs) Just like marching around, like telling people, telling you what to do. Yeah, (laughs) being like, I'm right about everything. (laughs) Yeah, and anyway, I'm doing my Avenue (laughs) cube. Yes. Oh
1: my god. Yes. No, it's a great, great program. So yeah, I'll be intrigued to. Actually, i want to be Reese's kid because
0: she's the best character.
1: Yes, she's so great. Um, what's she
0: called? The little girl. Molly. There. Yeah, something
1: like that. It Molly? No. It is, something like, it is something like Molly. Yeah.
0: And anyway, um, to circle back, the yes. soundtrack is really good. I love the soundtrack. And I listen to the soundtrack on Spotify all the time. Oh my god, me too. Well, great. You'll probably know the song. So it's... <laughs> keep on loving you by cigarettes after sex
1: yes very good one yeah
0: i love that and i I do really like cigarettes after sex um (laughs) the band all right um also if anybody ever watches any instagram stories that busy phillips does they are always cigarettes after sex Um, yeah as the music um yeah so really good band me and busy phillips have a lot of we're like music twins. Oh,
1: nice! Yeah, it's a good one to be music twins with. Yeah, we've got Hells. lots of music twins.
0: Oh, we had music twins at Pride. We did. It was cute. Don't you love having a music twin? Loads. Just love to feel seen
1: love by it a, loads. by a music twin. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> so anyway, that
1: is my track of the week this week. Very good. Very nice. I'm actually on the topic of music. I listened to a podcast which had um Christian Holden on it, who is the lead singer from the Hotelio which obviously I've spoken about before. Yeah. Um, and it's the E Worked. The E Word Podcast, which is all about like emo music or whatever. So yeah. he was on it speaking all about Home Like No Places that which is like my favorite oh. album of all time. Yeah, and that's such a and, good album. Yeah, and he like deep dives every single song, and it. it's amazing. And he talks also loads about being um, like a queer person in the emo scene and how that's like, Ooh. um, like a really interesting. I would love dynamic to to it. this Oh, podcast. it's so good. It's like an hour and forty minutes long. It like does each song, and like, oh my god, I-, I loved it so much because I'm like obsessed with them yeah. and that album. And he, I love him loads. So if you're a fan of the music or a fan of the band or you're just intri- intrigued then have a listen um, and then listen to the album and just love your life forever because it's the best thing ever.
0: Did he say that it's hard being queer in the emo scene or not? You'd think it'd be easier than in like some more typically like He's, yeah. toxically masculine arenas.
1: Yeah, he says it is easier sort of like now but that like um, when like uh, he was sort of coming into the scene and stuff like that there like wasn't a lot of that spoken about and how it's sort of has Evolved over time, as well. Yeah, like that. and like, is there still an emo scene in the same way? Well, no. So, like, the idea is kind of that, like, they were one of at the forefront of like this wave of it coming sort of back in a sense, like this new, new emo in a sense, like yeah. a different wave of yeah. it. Yeah, because they um, definitely
0: weren't there when we were like 15, 16. No,
1: exactly. And that they had this sort of peak and then, like, emo music in the sense of what emo music is like became this whole thing again they were sort of told like oh you are emo music and they were like oh right are we like they didn't really know or whatever yeah and um how uh it's it sort of has like what well, emo music has completely evolved into like what like into completely different ways as to when we were at like, 15 16 what emo music would have been then because yeah. like what are your bands that are, like, emo music that we would think of when we're 15, 16? Like, like your, Fall out Boy. Yeah, your Fall Out Boy and stuff like that. Like, that's such a specific, like... Hawthorne Heights. Yes, Hawthorne Heights, yeah. Like, that sort of emo. And then they sort of came out of sort of bits like that. And then it sort of has now transgressed into being sort of stuff that's way more, like, um, uh, not as, like... Uh, Obviously emo in that way that I think it was originally. Mm. So, but I don't know loads about the emo scene apart from like the hotelier I'm obsessed with. So, um, but they don't really do anything anymore. Like they they're not writing anything anymore. And so is like this a
0: recent podcast or is it yes. old? One no, yet? it's a
1: recent one. So I wonder um, why they did that then because they not do really like doing anything. They do like dives into different emo bands like specific who else have they done do you know like um i i don't i didn't look i was i was like oh i might listen to some other ones of these um i think there's one with like someone from taking back sunday oh my or God. something like yes. that i think and stuff like that but it's more smaller bands you might not have like people might not have heard of or whatever i don't think i'd heard of like a bunch of what them. was your favorite taking back sunday song oh probably oh i don't know that's tough what's yours great romance yes yeah, probably that one. That really reminds me of you and, like, our other friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, like, screaming it in the car. Yeah. So, yeah, probably that one. <laughs> Let's go with that one. I oh, was like, cute about you. Yeah, Timball's in <laughs> New Jersey is a Yes, one as well. that, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That one. Timber- oh,
0: Timberlake. What, what a music fest we're having. <laughs> Here we are at our very own festival. Queer Longing Fest. Would oh. you love? Yes. Mm. Would go. Would go. <laughs> so, baby girl would have to headline.
1: Who would have to headline? It's so a baby girl. <laughs> He said, so maybe I'll have to headline. It's like, All <laughs> maybe. right, fine. No, yeah. You headline. Right, so, I'll be.
0: I'll be runner Who's going to be at Queer Long Fest? So okay. So, so,
1: maybe so baby I'm... girl
0: headlines absolutely with Celine doing
1: duets. <laughs> they would both love that. <laughs> yes, they would. Surely, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the headliner.
0: And this and the the main <laughs> the main stage would be um, a recreation of so baby girl's IKEA bedroom
1: yes 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 with that like armchair as well from the front of her album cover yeah
0: we could probably do that with our budget as well
1: <laughs> yeah totally our festival budget yeah we'll get like one grant <laughs> so um celine it's a baby girl celine's baby girl um we've got to have maybe kesha yes and then she they can also do, do it. Trio, trios, triettes. Mm, trios upset stomach upset stomach absolutely they would love it <laughs> self-esteem 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 um, let's have the hotelia because I want them. They okay. can be on the old stage. Yes, they can. <laughs> Just them yeah. over and over. <laughs> um, oh, partner! Yes, partner. Who we are going to see this week when the pod comes out? Yeah, that's very exciting. We're looking forward to that. That's quite. I think that's quite a good lineup. I would go to that. I would
0: absolutely go to that
1: festival. Yeah, I would go. Okay, that. well, okay, well, got, well, we'll organize. We've got it.
0: some emails to do after that. Okay, right. <laughs> watch this space i also wanted to shout out a couple of podcasts that i have listened to this week it's ones that i always listen to but just the content was particularly interesting this week mm-hmm. so um the most recent one from this american life is called 10
1: sessions yeah so have you listened to this i, this week? I literally started and then got like one second in and had to stop okay because i was at work and then had to do something so, so basically um
0: there's this premise that um to kind of get through certain traumatic experiences yeah. you need to have um ten, ses- 10 sessions of this particular type of therapy and um it's usually like one session per week
1: wait sorry yeah you you've jogged my I got about 10 minutes in maybe yeah because right. I definitely got to a bit where she was doing this the yeah therapy. yeah
0: so it's one session per week over 10 weeks usually but they sort of pr- um proposed the idea of well what if you did it like really condensed yeah. 10 sessions over 10 days? And studies have shown that actually that can be really effective. I suppose it's like a flooding therapy. I was going to say of, it's like, not like a flooding, isn't it? Yeah, get, yeah. get through yeah. it. So um, there's this um, journalist who was sexually assaulted when she was a really young teenager and has never really, like, dealt with what happened to her. So she goes and she records all of the sessions and they create this podcast out of it. And it's a really, really powerful sort of documentary about what this whole process is like and who she is at the beginning of it, who she is at the end and, like, the learnings from it and stuff. And whatever you think about, I suppose therapy or this particular type of therapy and whether it's good or bad or what, it's just really interesting to kind of follow along that Definitely. that process and see how it kind of, um, how it kind of works. And it is, it isn't the easiest thing to listen to, you know, they do go as it goes on into more detail about what happens. It's obviously like quite difficult to listen to her being yeah. distressed talking about it, but I just thought it was a really interesting documentary and also in a sense as it's difficult quite hopeful as well okay yeah, yeah um so I would definitely recommend that it was super super interesting and also I love um when podcasts do um recordings of therapy yeah it same. reminds it's me of very you know, like, like the Esther Perel yes. series where should we begin um so it's sort of like a version of that yeah in a sense. yeah yeah so I'd definitely
1: recommend No, I'm that. definitely listening to the rest of it. I only got about, as I said, 10 minutes through and I was like, ooh, this is very interesting. But I was like at work and I wanted to give it more time like, yeah. to actually listen to it. And it's, like, it's it's not right. it's not right. Some, space. It's not yeah. something
0: to like ambiently listen, no, listen exactly. to. Like if yeah. you're on a train and it's quiet, listen to it or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like not at work or anything. It's yeah, like, um, give it some time. Yeah, it's really, really good. And I also um, sort of at the other end of the spectrum listened to the armchair expert podcast that is presented by Dax Shepard and this week he had Beanie Feldstein on
1: oh nice yeah it was really
0: it was really good and she was talking a lot about well loads of things but they talk quite a lot about queer identity and sort of identity in general and labels and her girlfriend and you know just kind of her relationship to her own sexuality I guess like it's not it's by no means the whole podcast but there is yeah. like quite a good chunk where she goes into detail about that and cool. her sort of um beginnings and her relationships to her b- brothers and she talks one of her brothers um died quite recently oh, really? and it was just before um book came really? out and you know Booksmart was coming out and doing really well and she said people would come over to her and be like wow you've had a year and she was like never knowing what they were gonna say like do they know about this or did they know about that and it was just like a really difficult time because people were expecting her to be so happy and in a sense she was but in another sense she's completely devastated and wow um a really sort of difficult thing to have to go through especially when there are all those expectations on you and you know it's something you've always wanted coming true but you know while something else is sort of like an absolute nightmare ruined your life in loads of ways so um, yeah it was really interesting to hear talk about um, all of those things and how close she is to her other brother Jonah Hill it's Mm -hmm. really cute and um, yeah it's definitely worth a listen Um, and she's just like such a hon yeah she's a a top hon listen to her talk forever about all the cute things Um, so I'd recommend that too So, in The Guardian this week, Owen Jones has written um, a think piece
1: about gay gene theories. Have you seen this? Right, yeah. Well, I've seen, like... uh, I haven't seen the Owen Jones uh, opinion piece, but I have seen that there's, like... They've said, like, oh there's definitely not any gay genes. Like, has come out in the science world. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's
0: exactly... Yeah. That's exactly what it's about. So... Um, first paragraph sort of says, it turns out that genetics is almost as complicated as love and sex. Now, research has shown that the long-fabled gay gene does not exist, that a variety of different genes contribute to same-sex attraction, and that several other factors are in the mix too. And did you also know that in the Daily Mail in 1993, they published an article under the headline, Abortion Hope After Gay Genes Findings? And it was basically the idea, you know, based on designer babies. And if you are inclined to kind of choose an unborn child, you would potentially be able to choose a straight identifying child.
1: Oh, whoopee. I know. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is
0: hellish. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But wow. Okay. Wow.
0: And it sort of goes on um, to kind of, End on what we were talking about earlier with euphoria, and saying that the polling shows that younger people are increasingly less likely to identify as heterosexual, a symptom of growing emancipation. Mm. And according to YouGov, eighty-three percent of eighteen to twenty-four year olds in Britain identified as heterosexual four years ago, and now only seventy-five percent do. Sixteen percent now self-describe as bisexual, which is fourteen points higher than four years ago
1: great good yeah come on everybody nice fluidity we like to see it <laughs> we do like to see it so
0: um yeah it's a good article um off the back of that but also just like 1993 sort yourself out do You know. What yeah my god
1: yeah i saw actually um on twitter my uh friend of mine and of yours maybe a bit wants to be your friend more alex <laughs> uh, he is my friend he is your friend <laughs> But we're going to be friends more, aren't we? Yeah. We're all going to hang out. Okay. Because uh, he likes listening to you on the pod and wants to be your friend more. Hi, Alex. <laughs> yeah um, uh, He retweeted Paris Lees uh, saying that, um, like, so the tweet just reads, why are they even looking for a gay gene? Why don't they go and investigate people who are really fucking unpleasant to LGBT people and find out what their fucking problem is? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah put your research where you need to yeah. and he just retweeted being like thank you and then he says uh, that his like only real university achievement was his final philosophy project which was an 8,000 word essay on like why you shouldn't fucking bother trying to find a genetic reason for being queer which it was and his, oh. his project was great um, so shout out to Alex's project and to our philosophy days wow but, um, yeah. he's so ahead
0: of his time
1: oh isn't he just <laughs> A timeless, timeless. Yeah. We should really leave a link to that
0: dissertation. <laughs>
1: we should. Alex, get get us your uh give us a link to your J store.
0: <laughs> and also on the subject of um sexuality and fluidity, did you see um that today actually, so I guess this will be like I don't know, five days ago in Podcast World, <laughs> um that the NFL player Ryan Russell has publicly come out as bisexual. Yes, today.
1: I did. I saw it on the, the meads. And it's a, a great, great, great thing to happen. Very, very pleased to see him.
0: And isn't it wild that there are no, other than him, out athletes in the four major sports leagues in the United States?
1: Yeah, it's insane, essentially. And, you know, like I said before, the stats don't add up. Yeah. So I'm very, very pleased that he has felt safe enough to come out. Um, and hopefully he will his doing so will hopefully make other feel, people feel safe enough to come out as well. Yeah,
0: I feel like in these situations, like it only takes one person to start it for it to be something that people feel like is possible for them. So hopefully definitely. it will be like the beginning of breaking down that wall that yeah. has existed just forever, basically. Yeah, definitely.
1: It's a great a great day for Sporty Spice gays.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
1: we haven't done sports news in ages. No, here we are.
0: I know. Um, also this week, Enid Blyton was going to have a 50p coin, but it has been blocked over the author's racist, sexist, and homophobic views. Yeah. So um, it was blocked because the Royal Mint's advisory committee deemed um, her to be racist, sexist, homophobic, and not a very well-regarded writer.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Fair enough. Like, yeah, but they, they have not minced their words there um i do think though it's interesting that like maybe they should have had all this discussion before they say who's going to be on the 50ps well
0: do you know what i mean this was because the daily mail made a freedom of information request ah
1: oh okay To the
0: royal mint and and that quote is um obtained from minutes of their meeting wow yeah um and they were also concerned about the potential backlash if the proposal went ahead. And they have said, with a rich heritage to draw upon there are countless British events, anniversaries and themes, which could be commemorated each year. To create a fair shortlist, each proposal is subject to a rigorous planning and design selection process governed by an independent panel known as the Royal Mint Advisory. And the purpose of the RMAC is to ensure that themes commemorated on UK coins are varied and represent the most significant events in our history. And not every proposal will progress to a UK coin. So, I, I see, yeah. Um. Obviously, novelist Jilly Cooper has said that Enid Blyton was a brilliant storyteller and her books have got millions of children hooked on reading. She definitely deserves a commemorative coin. Oh,
1: Jilly, give it a rest. Um, <laughs> but then
0: Michael Rosen, who I really like, said on the negative side, she, um, she was some of the things she is being accused of. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what the quote says. Right, yeah. But at the same time, she enabled millions of children to enjoy stories. Um, yeah, I mean, th- that, true, that's but true, but it doesn't mean you get a coin. But it
1: like, doesn't mean you get a coin, hon. And secondly, there are. Thousands of other people who have enabled, um, you know, children to get into reading and stuff who are not racist, sexist, homophobes, yeah, whatever. So we don't, we don't need to be giving people coins who and don't deserve it.
0: No. And Paul Martinovic from Picador mm. said, which I agree with, for everyone using the "don't judge by modern standards" line, Enid Blyton actually had a manuscript rejected by Macmillan in 1960 Ooh. on the grounds of xenophobic content. En- an editorial decrying her racist book, The Little Black Doll, was published by The Guardian in 1966. Um, so, yeah, you know, 1960.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The I also just don't stand for the whole don't judge by modern standards thing anyway, really. I don't think that that, that matters. We are, we are modern. We are now modern. We can sort of, uh, there are a lot of things that you can judge by modern standards and especially if you're going to be with them on a yeah i think i think i
0: think if i think if you're applying it to like the current and future days yes, yeah, to
1: like something you're going to celebrate yeah going, then going then you, forward then
0: that's when you have to yeah apply. Exactly. if you're purely looking back at something obviously you have to like look at certain context yeah, yeah, yeah. But if
1: you're looking back at something to then be like bring it bring into in. the future yeah, exactly. then that, you then need yes, to you do need to do that yeah So we don't agree with the wrong people being put on shiny coins. And therefore, it's time for us to talk about some other things that we do not agree with. Olivia, it is time for.
0: I don't agree with it.
1: Olivia, please. What is it that you don't agree with this week?
0: Well, obviously, it's going to be (laughs) commuter-based. But this is a true one this week. (laughs) They've all been true ones. They've all been true, but like this is like... They've all been true, but this is like a real meaty one. Oh, okay. Like a real shock factor for me.
1: <laughs> Love it, okay. Bring anyway, it.
0: guess what's happened to me
1: this week. Oh my God. <gasps> I know what's happened to you this week. Shoot Hill Trump slot's been shot? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I was actually wanted to ask you, what have you been doing? Please pray tell. What have you been, how have you, have been slogging all the way to like Market Street or something.
0: No, I've been walking to Victoria.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, which is everyone. Because we're not going to give you Olivia's address. That is like one second further. <laughs> but can I just say, like,
0: what really pisses me off about it is that on my way home, mm. I go through Shoed Hill really slowly. And you're like, Ugh. and I'm like, curses? curses. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me
1: off this, like, let me off.
0: Um Yeah, my rifle stopped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's been shot. But. So I didn't agree with that and it's going to be open again apparently in mid-September but I'll believe it when I see it, TFGM.
1: Especially when it says like mid as opposed to a date. Exactly. So Mm. I just need to
0: like skulk around it every so often and see and there's nothing about it on the internet. Interesting. Mm. It's a cover-up. Riddle me
1: this, TFGM. <laughs> um. But to be fair, I'm laughing at you because you haven't had to go that much further, but I would hate that as well. I really don't like things that disrupt like my normal like commute, my normal pattern. Yes. I like, like, just on my walk home today, I couldn't go the normal way because a huge part of the... Like, my walk was cordoned off for some sort of police activity. And Uh I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then I was like, well, no, they probably need to do that. Yeah, they probably do. (laughs) But I had to go right out of the way and down a very dangerous road. Mm. Um, (laughs) But I was fine. Yeah,
0: well, you're here. Yeah well yes it it has disrupted me the the thing is it's kind of fine in the morning it's more coming back because in the morning i just like walk to the different stop and i don't like really think about it but it's just coming back when i go through Shude hill oh, and I'm
1: just, yeah Poof. you don't go through it on the way up
0: no because i just no because i just walk to victoria and i get on like a manchester airport one that just goes straight oh, to st peter's okay, square right, yeah but what it has done is given me just like every so often and i think you've mentioned having this too like I will just get, like, newfound appreciation for living in Manchester. Oh. And that I just, like, get the, like, oh, feeling about love it. Love to have that every yeah. now and then. Yeah, because, like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And I'm a bit just like, yeah, whatever. And then sometimes <laughs> I'll just, like, have a really great time. or like, see something really great. And I just get the, like, Manchester feeling yeah. that only Manchester can give me. It doesn't give me all the time. Manchester <laughs> madness. But when it does, yeah. I'm just like, love you.
1: Oh, yeah. What was it?
0: It was just that. I'm taking a different walk. And I'm going more into the city centre to get the tram. yeah. And as I kind of, like, come around the corner, like, just before I, like, cross the roads to go into Victoria, I can see, like, Urbis and the skyline and everything. And it's just really nice. Yeah. And I just feel like, oh, like, it's just nice to be, like, in this. Aww. Um And also, I really like being in Victoria Station because if I... Come out of work, and I'm like, mm, I need some milk, I need whatever. There's an MS food, which I like. But also, <laughs> my main thing. Oh my God. Which I haven't even said my this, living for. It should have been your living for. It should have been my living for is. Let
1: everyone prepare for the most posh bakini and duo you've My ever
0: heard. new co op. <laughs> My new- Olivia's got a
1: new co-op just up the road <laughs> she's new very co-op- happy
0: by the way everyone will be able to know where I live from like all these bits <laughs>
1: yeah yeah but not which building there's a million billion flats around yeah. here anyway, I wouldn't worry
0: um, my new co-op yes stunning I live I like went into it I went into it the other day with my bag that you got me my oh, yeah. my Jude Law bag, yeah. my shopping bag, yeah, lovely. Um, and just like bought some bits, just like had a mosey around, just like it's like, oh yeah, this olive selection, very nice. Um,
1: a great place for you to pick up your snacks. Yes, yeah, you so
0: exactly. Like it has a good selection of olives, and it has um a bakery and it has that bread that i like which is the jalapeno bread oh that is a nice bread which is the best music mm, bread. Mm, good bread um so i was really worried that they might not have that at my mm, brand new co-op but they do good oh thank god everything that i need in that co-op everyone can sleep soundly tonight yeah it's just honestly things like that just thrill me and i've been thrilled
1: <laughs> she is tickled pink <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so this i don't agree with it actually turned into all things that i agree with oh, so that's, that's quite that's nice, really nice. But anyway take us back down what don't you agree with <laughs>
1: Mine is quite, it's gonna be quite short and simple, but it's something I definitely, absolutely do not agree with. This uh past week, I've h- had to go through the absolute rigmarole, as everyone will know who has to do it themselves, of getting fucking car insurance. Yeah. And I would just like to say that I do not agree with fucking insurance companies, or as I like to call them, the man, <laughs> trying to... Lock you up and make you spend more money when absolutely nothing has changed. You've actually been driving longer, have got more no-claims bonuses, (laughs) are a better driver, and they're charging you more money. It makes zero, zero sense. So my car insurance quote that came back from who I had last year was 51% higher. Whoa. Than the year before, which is insane, because I'm a more experienced driver. Nothing's happened, etc. So, like, how are they? What have they based this on? So essentially, um, so I we was on a multi-car with my with my parents, because it was cheaper. Yeah. So, um, my dad like rang up, being like, well, "What the fuck?" Like, cause it was in his name, and um, they were like, "Oh, well, actually, uh, essentially, um, n- n- nothing really." So, um, I guess we'll have a look at it. They managed to get it down a bit, but it's still loads more than it was last year. And their main thing is like. My, my dad could eventually pinpoint it to it was like that just from like living in manchester he was like oh there must have been like some car crime in your in your area and i was like like yeah but not any more than there probably was last year yeah <laughs> like, and it just annoyed me so much and so essentially i do not agree with the man
0: i mean that could just be every week yeah well
1: exactly it is every week essentially but yeah. i just wanted to really bring it home and that is why i cannot <laughs> afford to do anything else to the end of the year <laughs> because I've been stuck stuck it they've stuck it to me the man they have yeah Yeah. so that is what we did agree with this week so anyway I think it's time that we look at something a little bit lighter something that maybe is going to bring us a little bit more joy so on that topic it's time for Celine Watch Olivia what has Celine been up to I know you've done the research
0: I have so you'll be very pleased to know Mm. that Celine Dion could perform in Bucharest next year (laughs) ...is the headline of RomaniaInsider.com.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Yes. The, the the most important, stunning Celine watch we've ever done... Mm. Could, perfor- ...could perform in Bucharest. Could. A request for one of her concerts to take place
0: at the National Arena... <laughs> oh. ...was filled with the Investments Department of the Bucharest City Hall. Wow. The sport competition... Oh, so this is the mayor... The sport competitions are the priority, but under no circumstance do we want to endanger other requests that are worth looking into, such as holding large concerts here. We have now a request filed with the Investments Department of the City Hall from the managers of an international artist that I'm sure many Romanians would like to see in Bucharest, namely Celine Dion.
1: Oh my word. I mean, to be fair, that would be stunning. They deserve to have Celine Dion, everyone does. They do. And also, holiday to Romania?
0: Absolutely. If we're going to
1: see Celine Dion anywhere, I
0: feel like it should be in Bucharest. <laughs> yeah. I also love how the mayor like didn't mention that it was like was really really cagey and like was saying, "We've had a request for this artist like blah blah blah," like not a liberty to say blah blah blah, namely <laughs> Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty Celine
1: Lydia
0: Oh my god Well I love it and, and I love how They keep talking about Like wanting to Endanger the schedule Yeah Like there's a lot Of endanger <laughs> Chat around this like, a lot of anxiety Well they, well, they, they
1: very much Care Well they, obviously Sport is the priority That's what they want first Sport, sport, sport Celine Yes So fair enough like, Once they that's, see her that's...
0: perform Though they'll change their
1: mind Yeah it'll be Celine Celine, Celine mm, Sport Remember when we did, be... Remember when we had Sport here <laughs> <laughs> She'll be sport She'll become sport Yeah Um Well, yeah, I hope they get her because she should be everywhere in all homes for all seasons.
0: So whether you are listening in Bucharest, in Rotterdam, Liverpool or Rome, (laughs) we absolutely want to hear from you. You can tweet us at QueerLonging. You can Instagram us at QueerLonging. Slide into those DMs, send us little comments, like our stuff. Just, you know, chat to us. We love to hear from you. <laughs> you can email us, QueerLonging at gmail.com. And they are the main and best ways. They are. If you can do us the most huge and gorgeous favour of subscribing and on itunes if you have it and also giving us a review there that will really help to um boost us up those rankings and and a five-star rating yes and just make sure that people um
1: get to see queer longing yeah we want to you know go bring queer longing to the masses we need your help
0: and as usual we're back next wednesday and in the meantime we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next week bye (laughs) Can I just ask you a question quick as well? No.